and welcome to the Tiger Girl Podcast, where we discuss what it takes to build and run your own jewelry business. Before we start, I just want to say how thankful I am to everyone that's listening right now. Uh, so if you love this content, make sure you subscribe and share it. Uh, today, I'm with my guest, Cassidy Sidden of Rumination Jewelry. Hi, Cassidy. Hi, Jenny. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you. Good. Um, so would you like to just introduce yourself to everybody? Uh, yeah, I can do that. Um, so my name's Cassidy. I am from uh, the mountains in North Carolina, Western North Carolina, and um, I've lived here my whole life, never moved, and um, I've been doing jewelry for three years as of last month, and so it's kind of a brand new thing to me. Um, I haven't had any art experience before starting jewelry, and so I feel like not only am I navigating the craftsman side of things, I'm also navigating the design side of things, and uh, just the whole thing is kind of brand new but I, I love it oh, sorry <laughs> no you're fine go ahead I was just gonna say I would have never known you were only doing it for three years you your jewelry is incredible like it seems it looks as if you've been doing it 20 years oh I, I really appreciate that I um I I was really lucky that I um actually had formal training at a little tiny community college in the county next door and um, so it was a two-year program, and it's called Haywood Community College. Um, oh. And so not only, um, in, like, versus a, a regular art degree or silversmith degree, um, it's only two years. And instead of focusing just purely on design or that sort of thing, um, they teach you how to make jewelry. And then they also taught... Uh, like marketing and advertising and um, a business plan. I have a business plan, and and they really like set you up to like figure out how to navigate as an artist, like in the real world, like not just a fine art type deal. So I call myself a jewelry artist, a silver jewelry artist, but um, I, I guess kind of more of like a craftsman that's kind of more of my my gig is uh like craftsmanship and that sort of thing I focus on a lot more than than design um that's super so, cool yeah um and most of my stuff is inspired by uh the land that I live on and um the mountains here and and just things that are really close to my heart um yeah, your jewelry is definitely like very um I I like the word witchy, but I know some people are triggered by it. But like <laughs> it's super like um witchy and like like uh what's the right word? Um it just reminds me of like a I don't know, it's it's so cool. It's so and I can tell it's inspired by nature. I feel like yeah. you go outside and then you come back in and then you make a piece. <laughs> That is actually uh, pretty much exactly uh, my process. Is uh, <laughs> if I'm feeling off or if I'm feeling uninspired, um, I really enjoy just going out for a hike. Uh, I live at the base of Mount Pisgah, and it's it's beautiful. Any any part of Asheville um, that you go to, you can pretty much see Mount Pisgah. 
Oh, so, okay. So it it really feels like home, like anywhere I go in in the county. Basically, if I get high high enough up, like on the highway or the interstate, you see Mount Pisgah, and I just feel like that's my place. So <laughs> so cool. Um, like, how would you describe your style to somebody who's never seen your jewelry <clears throat> before? Um, I would say one of the main things that I love about silver work is uh, the ability to achieve like textures and like a like really. Um, I love to apply patina and then take it off, and so all of those beautiful crevices and crinkles and creases they get filled with the black and then you take the high spots off and it really just mm-hmm. adds this dimension and depth. That's really, that's actually my favorite part of the process. Is, uh, <laughs> is I heard uh, someone I went to school with, she said it was like playing with patina is like making mud pies. Like, oh my gosh. it's like working with your hands. You, you apply this, uh, this, this just beautiful depth and richness um, yeah. and it brings the piece to life. So um, I I focus a lot on, uh, like, I have a casting system, so I do a lot of cast twigs and recently did some butterflies. I did a a baby (gasps) bat. Oh, my God, Um, what? Yeah, the the bat was really interesting. A woman contacted me, and there's a whole story, but, like, her grandma had a bat house, and uh, a little baby didn't make it, and she had been holding it uh, since her grandmother passed away and she sent me this bat and I got to turn it into silver. Um, and it just felt really special to basically take the energy of this piece of nature, this animal, um, whether it's twigs or animals or whatever, it's, it's like taking that thing that would wither and pass away and putting it in a material that will last forever. Wow. It makes me a little emotional. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, but but that's amazing. Like that shows how passionate you are about what you're doing, and it I, shows. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, I've I've never felt so fulfilled um, on a path before, and and I'm I'm really lucky. Um, like when I started this program, um, I like I said I had never done any art or anything, and I. So I applied for the program. They only accepted like nine people, and um, I got uh, an email and was like, hey, "You're like the ninth person we accepted. You're the last person we accepted." And I was <gasps> floored, like <laughs> so excited. Oh my gosh! Um, and to go along with that, you know, a lot of my stuff is nature based because um, I would say. Like, well, I am, I'm a pagan, and, and so, like, nature-based religion is kind of my my thing, like, in my personal life. Mm-hmm. And um, the goddess, the Celtic goddess of, of metalsmithing is Bridget. And um, the day before I got the email was in bulk, which is a oh holiday God. for Bridget. And so um, I did, like, a little, basically, you leave, like, a piece of cloth outside, and you let it collect dew, and then you go and collect it the next morning, and it's um, like a healing cloth. It's like a little uh, ritual you can do. And I had done that, and it was I, it was just the timing was 
really interesting. <laughs> wow. I wish you could see yeah. my face right now. I have this face where I'm, like, <laughs> totally, like, like shocked and in awe. Like, oh, my God, that's crazy. <laughs> I, <laughs> when, those, <laughs> when those things happen, like, that's how I know I'm on the right path. Yeah, um, definitely. It's kind of my guiding system. Um, and so, yeah, it just, it just fell together in the most perfect way that I could have never, I could have never planned for myself. Um, that and so I feel cool. so rooted. I feel really rooted here in, uh, in what I'm doing. It's amazing. What made you want to sign up for the program? Um, so I had gone to UNCA, University of Asheville, um, and I was on track to be a political scientist. And saying that now just seems (laughs) so out there. Um, It's not me. It's not me at all. Um, And I had, you know, I had great grades and this and that, but I I dropped out. I withdrew and spent some time. uh, I was just selling furniture at, like, a little store and felt really lost. I felt really lost. I was doing a lot of uh, fiber work, um, like needle felting and wet felting and just like crafts in general. And I don't even remember what, what I did, but I was looking up like programs near me because I, I didn't want to leave. Um, I didn't want to like drag my husband somewhere, (laughs) somewhere (laughs) else, but I wanted to go back to school, but I just didn't know what for. Nothing felt right. And, um, yeah, so I looked up basically colleges near me and and had never even heard of Haywood Community College. It was 20 minutes from my house. Um, and it just it just fell together. I, I saw a jewelry program and was like, that sounds badass. Like, that, <laughs> you know, in my head yeah. I had, like, this idea of what it would be like. And um, <laughs> I don't know. I Yeah, I just applied and then I called my grandma because she's like she's my my girl (laughs) and um (laughs) she was so excited she was like oh baby you know don't worry like everything will work out however uh it's supposed to so and it did yeah it definitely has so when did you decide that you were gonna make a business out of your jewelry um well like I was really lucky in in this program, they focused so much on on the business aspect of things mm-hmm. and marketing, and like we participated in um, several guild fairs. Um, so I I got like a taste of what it was like to sell in fine art shows, craft shows, that sort of thing. Um, and my favorite part of that was meeting people. Um, I was actually really bad at like working the floor because I would just get in a conversation with one person and 20 minutes would go by and I'd realize, Oh my God, I haven't talked to anyone else. (laughs) I do the same exact thing. (laughs) Yeah. So that that was like just the aspect of like sharing my art with other people. And, and I can tell when someone looks at my stuff and we're like kindred spirits. Um, And I just, am like magnetized to those types of people and I realized that I really love just like expressing myself and then finding other people that resonated with that and it's like a little it's like your tribe 
you know? Yes, definitely. And then I was hooked. I was like, whatever I have to do to make this work, I will make this work. I will work as many hours as it takes. At the time, I was still working full-time and doing school. And um, and then even once I graduated, I was working full-time and then doing um, jewelry on the side. And, and I would just work all the way into the night and slept very little. And <laughs> it was very unhealthy. Uh-huh. <laughs> It was like a manic phase. It was like, this is it. This is what I have to do. And um, I, I really, I look back on that time and, and feel really lucky that um, just how everything happened. I totally, I totally get that. Like, if once you find something that you know you're supposed to be doing, like, it doesn't matter. Like, you don't need as much sleep. Like, it, it feels like you're you're like on this yeah it does kind of feel like in a way like yeah it was on, on like, fire <laughs> mission yeah yes. yeah and 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 it really like the way I always describe it to my husband is like I have this like fire inside of me um I I have to create I wake up in the morning um we have a really specific schedule I wake up at 5 a.m every day and immediately write down my dreams and then immediately start writing down any ideas that just like come to me. Um, and I, I really love that, that it doesn't matter what time it is, um, what I'm doing. I could be listening to a podcast or reading a book and just all of a sudden I'll just get hit with this image and I'm like, Oh my God, I have to write this down. I have to make this. I have to, bring this into being like it has to be (laughs) and um yeah that that whole process is just like it feels uh it's like express I don't know expressing yourself is just a beautiful process for anyone I I anyone who doesn't do jewelry or this or that I really would recommend anyone just some way to put your hands on something and create and it it brings to life things that I didn't know about myself totally well and you're following your intuition and you're you're listening to um the powers that be that guide us and I think um sometimes we just need to express those uh channeled messages through our hands yes yeah and that's the thing about nature it's like it just flows through you. Like, I know it's like kind of not silly, but maybe cliche, the whole like we're all one, blah, blah, you know, um, psychedelic, whatever. But (laughs) it's true. It's so true. It's so true. I go out there and I'm just like, okay, Oak Tree, you want to be something immortalized right now. And -hmm. and then I do it. (laughs) That's badass. (laughs) Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? What's like, what are some of the hardest things, like obstacles you've had to overcome while starting your own jewelry business and doing this creative journey? Um, my biggest obstacle is myself. Um, <laughs> I, my own like self doubt where, you know, even just this week, I was having a moment where I was like, why am I doing this? Like, nothing's turning out. What's going on? Like, I don't feel inspired. I 
I like doubt myself really heavily. Um, I have to be really vigilant to not base like my self-worth on like, oh, did I get this many Instagram likes? Because uh, it's not, yes. it's not about that. I feel like a lot of, a lot of people have that same issue. Um, well, yeah, we've been programmed to have that issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so, um, the biggest obstacle for me is really just like trusting the process, uh, trusting myself and, and understanding that like, it doesn't matter if a million people like what you're doing, if it's not authentic and from your heart. And if, if 10 people like what I'm doing and it's authentic and from my heart, that means so much more to me. Um, yeah, it's just much more powerful that way. Um, so yeah, just that that self doubt where something goes wrong and I'm like, what am I even doing? As I'm supposed to be perfect or something, which is silly. <laughs> yeah, we all have these like unattainable um, expectations of ourselves. Like nobody could ever <laughs> be yeah. as perfect as we expect ourselves to be. <laughs> Absolutely, and I have such empathy for other people. You know, someone else. Um, messes up or does this or that I'm immediately like oh it's okay like don't worry about it but yeah, of course. Uh, I, I struggle to like apply it to myself yeah um yeah by the way I think everybody is kind of going through I don't know if mercury is in retrograde right now but I feel like every person I've talked to about my last week and how much I've struggled with everything mm-hmm. like I've melted, I think, three pieces on accident this week. Like, right as they were about done, I just melted them. Like, un- yes. unsalvageable. And so, Mars is in retrograde right now. Oh, and okay. Mars is in retrograde in Aries. And, um, oh, that's right. And Mars rules Aries. And, you know, Mars is that, like, fiery passion and, like, will to will to act, will to action. Um, and so... Yeah, I think it's funny. It, melting something, it just kind of sits mm-hmm. into <laughs> yeah. Mars' fireiness. It's just a little too much fire. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just got a new torch, too, and I uh, am getting used to it. So that could also Learning be it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what kind of torch did you get? Well, I've been using one of the handheld um, butane ones, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, like the larger ones. And I just upgraded to like an like a propane tank with a like tube and like the tubing and the handle nozzle mm-hmm. thing, and yeah. so it goes super high, <laughs> right? Like way yeah. higher than my little butane torch. And the only yeah. reason I did it, I've been wanting to upgrade, but the only reason I did it was because they were out of butane. I was like, well, I guess I'll just upgrade and see how this works. <laughs> Good time, yeah, yeah, time, yeah, but, yeah. I, the little butane stay. For anyone getting started, I th- I think butane torches are amazing. They're so uh, so accessible. You can go down yeah. to Home Depot and find a little creme, br- you know, those creme brulee torches. And if you're using a charcoal block, you can like set up a little charcoal tent and use that thing. It'll get really hot, you know. Yeah, I know. I I'm actually looking right now at the first little butane torch I bought, um, and I use it for candles in my room now. <laughs> but, <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, this one I I this is the first one I got. It's just a tiny little creme brulee one. And I actually the reason I I ended up taking my the one and only five hour class I took on silversmithing was mm-hmm. because I couldn't get like I started making bigger pieces and I couldn't get the solder to flow. 
and yeah. I and so I went I went to a class. I was like, "What's happening? Why can't I do this?" And <laughs> she made me realize my torch is too small. <laughs> yeah, wasn't wasn't uh, didn't create a big enough flame. So if you are looking to start silversmithing and you're looking at tools, make sure you get like a larger handheld butane one. Like the creme brulee ones, they'll work for like little stacking rings and stuff. But mm-hmm. I think um, there's a there's like a I can't remember what the exact word is for it, but it's like a not a it's similar to the word like junior. I guess. <laughs> Oh you know what yeah, I'm talking yeah. About? It's like a little, yeah. Like a, I mean, it's like a little starter torch, and it's perfect yeah. for someone just like getting a handle on like how the flame, how the flame works alongside the metal, and and how they interact. And and it, I mean, it's perfect. Like I still occasionally use my creme brulee torch if I'm too lazy to <laughs> light my regular torch. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I um I think that's one of the things I see a lot. Like. Uh, I love going on the little Facebook groups for like aspiring metalsmiths and and those oh, yeah. things. That's where and... we met, actually. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, met. I mean, that's where I found you uh, a while yeah. ago. In the yeah. um, aspiring metalsmiths or metal, the sisterhood of metalsmiths, I think, or something. Like yeah, that. it could be either one of those. I like both of those <laughs> a lot. I yeah, those I actually are super really helpful. prefer I prefer the sisterhood one. Just me too. For the fact there's not someone like telling you, you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> mansplaining. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But um, but yeah, just going on there and and I love getting on there and finding people who are like brand new and they have these little problems and I think we have like an obligation as uh, craftspeople to share um ways to to get better. You know, yeah. like I. I can't imagine, I have so much respect for people who are self-taught. I have so much respect for people that are self-taught because I went through this program and had a teacher, you know, guiding me and that sort of thing. And I made leaps and bounds in progress because um, because he was so understanding and willing to teach. And, and folks that don't have that, I I really commend commend them because it takes a lot of guts to just like start putting flame to silver yeah. yeah I'm I'm pretty envious you got to do that program I would I would do uh some terrible things to be able to enter into a two-year program to <laughs> learn metalsmithing but yeah it's just like it's such a time commitment and uh you know energy and money and it's a lot so I think most people are self-taught just out of necessity like they don't have the mm-hmm. access to um yeah to, yeah the barrier to entry is too high absolutely mm-hmm. and and honestly you know I I could not have afforded to go like to a four-year school um I could not have done that I was really lucky like this is a tiny community college and mm-hmm. like really affordable so anyone who's like in Appalachia um or you know that sort of area like this this place is amazing and one of my one of the things I loved the most about this program so they cover um, metalsmithing they also cover they have a woodworking program they have a fiber and weaving program and a pottery program and mm. um and the the whole program was created in the 70s because there was a big issue with um 
you know, Appalachia in like the 1960s and 70s, people still had like hookworm in their feet and like no shoes and like, you know, like the area I live in, there's a lot of abject poverty and craftspeople were basically being taken advantage of um, because they didn't know any better. They would sell things for super cheap and then people would turn around and like resell them in other places for five Mm. times as much. Um, So they created this program at the community college to basically make sure that the Appalachian folks around here could do their crafts, but also learn these business sides of things so they would be more self-sufficient. And so that's like the genesis of this program. And I, I find it just really, um, really heartwarming, you know, that they cared enough to do that for those folks. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's your favorite part of making jewelry? My favorite part is, I well, the patina, I love putting patina on. Things. <laughs> yeah, I, <do. laughs> I would paint everything black if I could and then, like, when you like wipe it away, it's like a tr- like it's like uncovering treasure. I, I totally love totally that. And then, like a, um, yeah, yeah, it's like uncovering treasure, and and yeah. then also like the the part where I'm like out in nature, just like grasping for ideas. Um, that I, you know, that's amazing kind of process. And then also just when you like see that solder flow when you see oh that line flash oh it's addictive it's addictive I know I like tried to explain to somebody one time like how it makes me feel when I see the solder flow <laughs> oh my gosh it's, it's like so weird it's like magic it's like alchemy it's like you did that like this is your design coming to life like you're uh transmuting this these pieces of earth into a recognizable form. Um, (laughs) It's, yeah, it's just, it's beautiful. I have so much respect for this as a craft and um, yeah, it just, it warms my heart. It gives me so much purpose, so much meaning. Um, Mm -hmm. Sorry. I'm like, waxing poetic or whatever no I really like like is you are putting things very beautifully and eloquently like uh yeah I totally I love the way you just put that (laughs) yeah Uh, it's so special do you have a least favorite part about making jewelry um my least favorite part is well, melting things. I don't like Ugh. that. <laughs> I definitely don't enjoy that. And I still, I still melt like things that I've been doing, you know, things I've done a hundred times. I still, you know, I still chip stones. I still run into like a cold joint where part of the bezel didn't solder. And I didn't realize till I was like setting it or mm. just little simple things. Cause I get in this mode and I just like, go, go, go. And yeah, I, I don't, you know, when things don't turn out, it doesn't feel good, but you yeah. always learn something. And I always yeah. find, like, when I'm making something and it doesn't feel like it's going right, uh, if I take the extra time to, like, turn around, go back, 
figure out what's going on, like rework it or reanalyze like what I'm doing, it ends up being just a thousand times better. It's like there's someone up there that's like, hey, whoa, 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 you need to go back. And, <laughs> and it turns out being, you know, like maybe the design changes for the better. Like I've never had a time where I had to go back and it didn't, even though I don't want to go back. Mm-hmm. But I've never had a time that it didn't turn out just like the way it was supposed to. I get that. Yeah, it's hard to because you you want to just finish it, but then yeah. you're like oh, making yeah. yourself backtrack. <laughs> yeah, but it's and more the best. Feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, how much time do we have? All right, we have a couple minutes left. Um, I'm just gonna touch on a couple more things, and then maybe we will. I have, I have some lightning round questions that I might ask if we have time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. As long as I don't ramble too much. <laughs> okay. Um, so what was the, like, do you have any, like when you started, like when you finished your program, did you, did you just like straight out of the gate start selling jewelry? Were you already selling jewelry when you were in the program or how did that work? Like what was the hardest part about like getting everything up and running? Um, so I was like vague, I was vaguely selling things when I was in the program. Um, I had a lot of like friends, moms who were really sweet and like would just find a reason to (laughs) buy a little piece here and there. Um, and so that was like, that was easy. Um, but then, uh, I would sell like through my Instagram, uh, messages, um, for a little while. And eventually I was like, this is taking a lot of time. And I was going through PayPal and PayPal takes a percentage, Mm -hmm. you know, all this stuff. And I was just like, this is taking up too much. This doesn't make any sense. Um, And, you know, my my degree is in professional crafts. I was like, so, hey, you you need to be a little more professional. Like you (laughs) are a professional now, I guess. I don't like that word. But um, so, yeah, I was. I had decided, like, hey, we got to do a website. So um, it was a big investment, but I, I did a Shopify, and um, I've really enjoyed that uh, that platform so far. It's it's easy. I don't have any web design experience to speak of, so um, they have it set up pretty good for for folks to just, like, pick and choose and that sort of thing. So you recommend Shopify? Yeah. I, yeah, that's what I use. Yeah. Um, do you have any um, like books or classes that you would recommend to somebody getting started besides Uh, Haywood is it Haywood yeah Haywood H-A-Y-W-O-O-D Haywood they're great Um, books I would always 100% suggest uh, the complete metal smith by Tim McCrate. Oh yeah, I got that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's like that's the Bible right there. Yeah. Um, sometimes I won't know where I'm going with like a clasp or this or that, and um, you can just flip through there. There's lots of um, different ideas and kind of gets the juices going. Um, and then classes, um, I would say there. So there's a oh I can't remember what it's called. I think it's like Curious Mondo online and Curious M O N D O Mondo 
if you catch uh, certain classes when they're live, then they're free. Um, oh. And then afterwards, they start selling the class. Um, and so if you watch it free, um, you don't get, like, the supply list or anything like that. But do get to watch uh, what they're doing. So I recently did uh, one that was a stone-on-stone class with Jan Smith. And uh, I got to watch that for free. It was super awesome. I had no idea about it. And then you can sign up for their emails, and they'll send you, like, what's coming up. That's cool. Okay. I will put that in the uh, show notes. Cool. So Curious Mondo and Complete Metal Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could give, like, one or two pieces of advice to somebody getting started in their own jewelry business, what would mm-hmm. they be? Um, if it's someone starting a, well, if it's someone that's just interested in silversmithing in general, um, I cannot recommend enough, like, working in copper first, like, Mm. like really getting material because silver is so expensive. And a lot of times I would be like, I wouldn't be pushing myself because I didn't want to melt this like piece of money basically you know um but if you get started with copper and you can go down to a scrap yard we've got one out here you go to a scrap yard there's plenty of like roofing copper you just scrub it up clean it up and um it's an easy way to like just get an idea of like how does solder work how does the torch work um how does metal form and forge and and those sorts of things so that made it to where I didn't have this like looming feeling over me of like, Oh Lord, uh, I don't want to mess this up. And then beyond that, I would say just, this is so cliche, but like Mm -hmm. be yourself. Like there are people out there, no matter what your weird ass niche is, it doesn't, (laughs) it doesn't matter what it is. Someone out there is going to love it. They're going to be kindred spirits. They're going to love what you do. And, um, like, don't, don't look at other people and be like, oh, that's a cool idea. That seems to be doing well for them. I'm going to do that. Like, yeah, I mean, certain ideas, that's fine. But, um, if you're just authentic to yourself, people can really tell they're like, hey, this, this is like a story of this person. Um, and I feel like that attracts the type of people that you want in your life. Mm -hmm. I agree. Well, thank you. That was really good advice. Yeah. It wasn't cheesy. <laughs> okay, good. Be yourself. Be yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, okay, so I'm going to ask you a few lightning round questions before we go. Okay. Uh, are, are you ready? I think so. <laughs> okay. Okay. Favorite TV show? I don't have a TV. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Good answer. <laughs> uh, favorite candy? Oh, uh, probably Reese's. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Do you, do you have any childhood nicknames? Oh, Lord. Um, chicken Pocker. <laughs> what? <laughs> I had a chicken pox scar in the middle of my forehead for a oh, long time. God. So I was yeah. chicken pocker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right. Uh, if you could travel back in time, what time period would you go to? Ooh, I really want to see the Library of Alexandria. 
Oh my gosh. That would be really cool. Yeah. Okay. That's it for my lightning round question. Okay. Okay. That wasn't too hard. (laughs) Yeah. So um, where can people find you? Where can the listeners find you at? Like uh, social media or your website? Yeah. Anywhere, um, anywhere, social media I'm on. I have a Facebook little business group and then Instagram at rumination, R-U-M-I-N-A-T-I-O-N, Rumination Jewelry. Um, And then my website is ruminationjewelry.com. Awesome. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This is fun. I had a great time talking to you. (laughs) I had so much fun. I, I really appreciate you having this platform for folks and for inviting me here. Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time. I hope you have a wonderful, productive day and don't melt anything. (laughs) Yes, you too. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. All right, have a good day. You too. All right, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Tiger Tail Podcast. If you enjoyed this content, please subscribe and share. And I'm so grateful to everyone who listened to this first episode today. Uh, I hope you keep listening and I will see y'all next week.